The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The sisters of Lazarus sent a message to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard this, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. Jesus was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench, because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, 
come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Brothers and sisters, the Gospel of the Lord. So I'm not, I'm not used to this wind. So when I was coming, I have used all my energy to hold my steering because I thought the wind would blow my can myself out of the road. So after this mass, I'm going to eat a lot of food to recover my strength. <laughs> Mary and Martha were disappointed in Jesus who was nowhere to be found when their brother Lazarus was critically ill and later died. But Jesus would demonstrate by raising Lazarus from the dead that God is never too late. And I want you to remember that always, that God is never too late. After being buried for four days, Jesus, their family friend, appeared with the intention to bring Lazarus back to life. Most certainly, Mary and Martha were no longer interested in what Jesus was going to do. They lost hope. They have accepted that Lazarus was dead and they were ready to live with it. If only Jesus had come earlier, he would have prevented Lazarus from dying. Why did he not come? However, Jesus demonstrated that those who have God as their friend, those who have Jesus as their friend, God is never too late to come to their help. It may take one year, two years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, God is never too late. At the appointed time, he will come. God is never too late to heal us of every kind of sickness, physical, emotional, or mental. God is never too late to bring peace to our hearts, to our families, and to our world. There are a lot of things happening in our world and we feel like, where is God? Why is he not coming now? Why does God allow evil to strive, to continue to be? Why? God is never too late. Jesus intentionally waited for four, two more days for God's glory to be revealed. God is never too late. God is never too late to reveal himself to you God is never too late to fulfill his promises over your lives. I often ask people, what are God's promises for you? There are a lot of things we enjoy from God, but I would like us to personalize and specifically say these are God's promises for me, and we wait in hope for the fulfillment of those promises. 
Jesus required his apostles, his disciples, Mary and Martha, to believe, to trust, and to obey. And he will bring back Lazarus to life. Believe, trust, and obey. And he will bring back Lazarus back to life. Dear friends in Christ, wherever there is belief, trust, and obedience, God is always there. Nothing will be impossible. When we believe in the power of Jesus, when we trust and obey him, he brings out the best of every situation we find ourselves. If it is good, it will be better. It will be better. If it is bad or ugly, he will make it good. Those who believe, trust, and obey Jesus will never be afraid of losing anything, not even their lives, because they are confident that Jesus can give them life even after dying. He is the resurrection and the life. Now, what human conditions does to us is to bury us in a tomb, just like Lazarus was buried in the tomb. By human condition, I mean death, dying, sin, fear, sickness, worries, complaining, pride, impatience, doubt, guilt, hopelessness, anger, frustration, depression. All these things are human condition, conditions that bury us in a tomb. It makes us, they make us inactive. They render us lifeless. But we have a friend in Jesus who comes to the tomb and the first thing he says is take away the stone. When we are being buried by all these human conditions, Jesus comes to the tomb and he will say, take away the stone. Often the grace of God, which is greater than every human condition, rolls away the stone. Jesus Christ, with a loud voice, calling our name specifically to come out of the tomb, come out of that human condition. His power unbinds us, and we are set free. Amen? Amen. His power unbinds us from all these human conditions, and we are set free. Dear brothers and sisters, this is how we are set free from the tomb of sin through the sacrament of reconciliation. Sacrament of reconciliation, I mean confession. Often people say, I confess to God directly. It doesn't work that way. I, I, we, are not, we are not constraining anyone to come to us. Personally, if people don't come to confession, I will have more time to rest and do some other things. Yeah, but as a sacrament, it is very powerful. You need some, but something to act upon you when you are in the tomb, right? I was in, when I was in Ottawa, we went for a walk, and on this trail, we didn't know there was going to be rain. The forecast was like 30% rain, 30% snow, 
and all of a sudden it was freezing rain and somebody who is a little bit bigger than me slipped away and was on the ground. And the person was struggling to get up. The more he struggles, the more he falls. And so I looked at him and I wanted to help, but I also needed to stand very strong, otherwise I would fall with the person, all right? So I had to stand to lift the person up. So when we are in the tomb, we need someone to raise us up. You need the grace of God first to roll away the stone, the voice of Jesus to call you out of your sin and his power to unbind you. And that is what the priest says. You see, the grace of God leads you to the confessional and you confess your sin and the priest says, I absolve you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go, your sins are forgiven, unbinding you, making you to experience the life of Christ, freedom, all right, resurrecting you from dead to life and you feel that peace and that serenity within you. But here is the problem, dear brothers and sisters. Even when confronted with point blank with the power of Jesus, some refuse to believe. Some, some of the Jews who saw Jesus raise <clears throat> Lazarus from the dead refuse to believe. You know, <clears throat> somebody will say that even when you dance on a water, your enemies will accuse you of raising dust. <laughs> Do you understand that? Even when you dance on water, like it's a miracle, right? You, like, you go to a, to a beach and you miraculously walk on the water and you are dancing, your enemies will accuse you of raising dust. How can you find dust on the water? No. So these eyewitnesses not only rejected Jesus, they plotted to murder him. They were so hardened that they preferred to reject God's son rather than admit they were wrong. So let us be aware of pride, which may cause us to lose God's forgiveness and mercies. And that is why we need to recognize our sins instead of rejecting God's mercy instead of not accepting our wrong. And I always say this to people, Archbishop Fulton Shin would say that the worst thing in the world is not sin, but the denial of sin. During this Lenten season, we have been reflecting on learning the art of recommitment. And today I want to say that learning this art of recommitment is reconciliation. And when we understand the power of reconciliation, we also learn how to recommit our lives to God. And like Lazarus, Jesus will give us life, will give us peace and hope. 